My name is Gina White. I am the district director and the internship director for North Carolina. And um, this session is part of the Mobilize track. So I'm gonna be talking about CMIT and MA stuff. Um, that probably means very little to you guys. This is essentially like some thoughts about what to do after college. Um, I'm giving a year working with the ministry. So um, for this particular breakout, I've got some information for you guys and then I'm gonna field some questions but I want to make sure that you guys are aware at 4 o'clock this afternoon we have a CMIT conversation and coffee and so if you are interested in talking to some of the internship directors from the southeast this is gonna be the place to be so um, if you have not planned to go to that I would strongly encourage you to check that out and see if that is something that um, interests you in terms of being at SALT. How many of you guys is your first SALT? Okay, welcome. Very cool. Good deal. This is my, oh man, I think this is my 18th SALT. <laughs> so I've been to a few. I've uh, done this class a couple times. So I. Uh, hey, there we go. <laughs> they do. There, there are a lot of. <laughs> you're like hoping. You're like, ah, hopefully this is going to work. There you go. Historically speaking, that is true. <laughs> Actually, Kurt Harlow is a fantastic speaker. Um, he, he did salt about 10 years ago. I think for us in the Southeast. So I'm super thrilled that you guys get the opportunity to hear from him. He's one of my favorite communicators. So, um, okay, let's talk about CMIT, MA, give a year, that kind of thing. Um, I'm the North Carolina internship director, so you get my North Carolina internship graphic. This is not our national graphic. You guys got the handy little postcard this morning that said CMIT. Any of you guys know what CMIT stands for? Yes. Campus Missionary and Training. Yes. Awesome. So this is um, a 10-month program that Chi Alpha offers. Here's the deal. If you want to pursue long-term employment in Chi Alpha, you have to go through the internship. If you are thinking about what to do after college, I would encourage you to check out the internship. <laughs> now, you don't have to do the internship if you're not um, going to pursue Chi Alpha long term. Some people uh, think about MA, which is missionary associate. And so a missionary associate year is like you work on staff. You basically, you raise your budget and you go to a campus, any campus um, that will take you and <laughs> work with them for, for a year. So um, some staff will do some training with you, but there's not a formal program in an MA year. I'm biased because I'm an internship director and I think there's a lot of value in getting training even if you don't pursue long-term employment with Chi Alpha. That being said, I think an MA year can be well spent. If you're like, I know that after four years of biochem and biology, I want a little break before I go to med school. So I'd like to do a sort of gap year with purpose, right? An MA year could be a really great way to do that. Um, for, for some of you, you may still be in that same situation, and you go, you know, if I'm gonna do a year, I might as well get some training out of it. So the CMIT is a good option for that. So um, I'm gonna focus a little bit more on the CMIT program. There is, uh, I think with 
I think with the um, expeditions, you can investigate more MA, give a year overseas options. Um, what I'm going to be predominantly talking about is our stateside, southeast Pacific campus missionary and training programs. So, this is my fourth year as an internship director. Um, I love it. It is the favorite thing that I do. So um, I get the privilege of working with interns, seeing them come in in August, and seeing the transformation that God does in and through them over the course of the year. And then they all kind of graduate out in May, um, which is both really exciting and crazy how fast it goes. Um, but it's a, it's a really amazing process to be able to watch someone come in and be transformed. And um, yeah, like for me, Chi Alpha was not something that I ever imagined myself uh, going into. I had a plan for my life, um, and it was wonderful and awesome, and, um, and then I met Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, that's such a nice plan. Here's how you can make it better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so um, he took all the things that I, I do love, and I didn't even know that this was an option. Um, I got in Chi Alpha as a student. Actually, I was one of the first students in our Chi Alpha at UNC Chapel Hill, where I did my undergraduate. And um, yeah, my junior year, the Lord spoke to me only a couple months into Chi Alpha at a SALT conference <laughs> and called me full-time vocationally to this. So I pursued an internship um, and I did mine in Washington, D.C. and then came back and joined staff and the rest, as I say, is history. So that's my story in a nutshell, but I'm a big believer in the internship. And there's a couple of reasons why. Um, first of all, you guys may have heard uh, in church culture and, and culture at large that biblical literacy is decreasing, right? Any idea what that means? Any thoughts? What does that, what does that say to you, that biblical literacy is decreasing? Yeah. Yeah, people aren't as familiar with scripture. I had a really interesting interaction on campus this is a couple months ago, and I was talking with a student, it was one of our contact tables, right? And I, you know, making conversation, talking with a person, and I didn't grow up in the church, so I get it, like not being totally familiar. You know, but like whenever I was younger, and this is a while ago, right? <laughs> there was this a general familiarity with the big stories, right? So I didn't know, I had never read Jonah and the whale, right? But I knew there was something about a fish and a guy and the swallowing thing, and then, oh, three days later, huh? you know. And so I, I had this vague idea, right? And so I'm talking to this student, and I'm saying something about, um, I've learned to ask, thank the Lord. Uh, so are you familiar? Have, have you ever heard the story of Jonah in the Bible? And the student's like, ah, no. And this is not an international student. This is someone who was born and raised in North Carolina not like an intensely rural part. <laughs> so there's access, right? But they just have no framework. And so in a culture of decreasing biblical literacy, our internships aim at not only training you in your knowledge of scripture, but equip you to then train others. And so whenever I think about the internship program and what's the benefit, um, there's a lot that we could cover in this time, but I'm kind of going to focus on a few areas. And I have a handy little pie chart for you. My husband's a graphic designer, and he'd be appalled by this, but we'll just not mention that. <laughs> so there's components of the CMIT program. Um, these um, 
portions are somewhat accurate for the most part. You know, it varies from person to person. But um, you guys heard Toby this morning? You remember Toby up on stage? Okay, Toby did our internship program, all right? And he talked about three, three parts. Do you remember what he said? Close, yeah, you got two on the three, right? It's head, heart, and hands, all right? And so our little uh, pie chart here, there's head, hands, heart. Right? And then you have this weird thing called credential prep, um, <laughs> which I'll explain. <laughs> so the long and the short of it is the internship is like a residency, right? If you're going to go to dental school, if you're going to go to medical school, if you're going to do anything that requires you to help someone else, there's a residency involved. The CMIT program is Chi Alpha's residency. So we're gonna focus on the head, right? The knowledge that you need. This is theology. This is critical campus missionary issues. So um, any issues that you would find ministering on a college campus, we're gonna cover them. And that can be in classes, that can be in conversations, that could be in intensive discipleship, that can be in like, hey, go and lead this and figure out how to do it. Um, <laughs> any number of different learning experiences that are gonna to add to your knowledge of the components of what it means to be a vocational minister. Then you have the hands-on experience. This is the real deal, okay? Whenever I was in college, I used to think about, like, I, I, I knew something was changing in my life whenever I found myself sitting there like, man, it'd be so awesome if I could just, like, be on campus and, like, just do Chi Alpha. <laughs> like, oh, that's a thing. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> you know? So, um, but in, in thinking about that, right, all the time that you spend in classes now, right, our interns work about 50, 55, sometimes 60 hours a week. Right, so this is not like a slouch program. You're like working 40 hours on campus in on-campus ministry experience. So for our interns uh, locally at North Carolina State, every Wednesday they have a um, what we call campus impact. It's a table on campus and it can look any way that they want it to, but it's meant to engage the campus. But we don't tell them, here's how you do the table. We tell them, go do a table and figure it out. And we give them some extra training and we do some feedback and all these different things. But like they're doing the evangelism and they're equipping students and they're mobilizing students and they're meeting students and they're following up. And that takes a lot of time, right? Oh, and then they have Wednesday nights, which is um, what we call XA Live. Some of you guys have different names for it. Uh, TNL, um, large group, family group. I'm trying to remember some of the other names. Ignite. Ignite. <laughs> Whatever your Southeast group calls it, right? Not just like as a student, right? You get to show up right, at your large group meeting. Maybe you play on the worship team, so you have practice and things like that. But our interns, they gotta set up. They've gotta help run the deal. And so they're not just there to make students feel welcome, they're there to learn how to do it as if they were doing it on their own. And so we're equipping them to do the main meetings. They lead a small group, so, or a life group, or core group or whatever your respective university calls it. 
Um, and so they're doing small group discipleship. And by nature of that, what does Kayapa believe in? One-on-one discipleship, right? And so then you're meeting with your, your people in your life group. You're doing leadership training. You're doing, um, our interns, we do a year-long campus engagement project where we have them design an outreach program to a part of campus, whether that's a people group or a geographical region, and they collaborate with one another, and that's their baby. And they've got to do it for the whole year. And periodically we give them feedback, and we help them grow, and we help them improve it, and we challenge them to stretch a little bit further, and so on and so on. There's uh, the fun stuff like staff meetings and administrative work and maintaining your budget and donor support. All those things happen in the work week. And then, um, you know, back with the theology thing, they have classes. So our interns actually have two days of classes. Some internships have it on one day, but it's a longer block. We do two three-hour blocks um, in the week. So they have classes. Um, and they've got reading, and so they've got to write papers, and you know all the things that you like think like, oh, when I graduate, I'll be done. Yeah, no, it's a lie. Don't believe the lie. It never ends. <laughs> um, but it's really fun whenever it's stuff that you really are excited about. Um, so they've got classes, and then um, this character piece, right? This is ongoing. This is one-to-one um, -one discipleship. A, a staff. Um, person will be what we call a pastoral supervisor. They're there to pour into you on a weekly basis, meeting with you, praying for you, praying with you, uh, challenging you, helping you grow, talking to you about um, here are some growth goals we set last month. Let's look at this month. How have you grown? Where are you stuck? What do you need to do? How can we help you grow? Um, it's there to speak truth, like Kurt talked about this morning, right? We we have to speak the hard truth in love, um, but we're we're helping shape future ministers here. Like this is a it's a pretty big deal, and we're we're responsible for the people that come out of our programs. And so because of that, we want to make sure that the character piece is something that's not just a you know Sunday morning deal. It's a 24/7 lifestyle. So how these expressions happen in each internship looks a little bit different. Um, every internship has a little bit of a different take or a little bit of a different application. Um, there are core objectives to meet that the national office sets for us and so we set out to meet those and there's a committee that helps programs line up with that and all kinds of fun stuff that you don't really need to know about. But just know that this isn't like a random internship started on this campus and they do whatever they want. No, no, they're accountable because they realize that they're stewarding leaders. And so if you give a year to us, we pledge that we will pour into you. And we hope that you'll say yes beyond that year. So that leaves the last piece, credential prep. Um, this is the yes that opens future doors in Kayapa. So if you are sitting in this room today and you know that you know that you know that you've been called to Chi Alpha, there's not another way than the internship. And so the sooner you do the internship, the sooner you'll save yourself a lot of time and a lot of frustration in getting closer to your, your long-term calling objective. Credentialing is something that is required for our, our staff. Um, it's basically a, a sort of covering from our parent denomination, the Assemblies of God, that says, yep, they are okay to be a minister with us. So there's three levels. There's 
certified, there's licensed, and there's ordained. Um, and so in your CMIT program, and this is like, oh my gosh, people ask me all the time, what's the benefit of the CMIT program? There are a lot, but this one's probably the most easily translatable in terms of like its, its efficiency in terms of um, ministerial prep. Imagine you have 11 courses required for a major, okay? That's how we're going to think about this. There are 11, actually now 12, there are 12 courses now required for certified level. If you went out of Chi Alpha and you decided, yeah, I want to do ministry with the Assemblies of God, I want to be a missionary overseas, right? Then you would have to do these courses. You'd have to do all 12, right? Or you could give one year of your life to the internship. You could work on campus, serve your Chi Alpha group, and in that meantime, you would only have to take four courses for certification. And then all those other courses that have been waived by nature of the internship program, all that material is covered within the program. That's what we pledged to you. But then it gets better. Because then let's say you want to just go up another level and be licensed, right? Well, that's another 10 classes if you do it on your own. But if you do the internship, you only have to take five. And then let's say you're really aiming for the stars, right? <laughs> Ordination. We're going big, <laughs> okay? And there's, I think there's nine classes. I wouldn't remember because I only had to take four because <laughs> I did the internship. So <laughs> if you are thinking long-term ministry, the internship's a really great way to not only get equipped, but also to give back and to serve your, your campus ministry. So the other thing that I love about the internship is let's say you're like, yeah, it's a gap year, that's awesome. And you could do the MA uh, route, right? giving a year working on staff, that'd be awesome. And there are a lot of campus groups that would really appreciate that. The other option is do the internship, and then let's say in the middle of that year, so random, the Lord just starts speaking to you and says, hey, I want you to do this long term. If that happens, right, then you're going to have to do the internship. <laughs> and uh, if you do the internship right out of the gate, you can always immediately say yes to Chi Alpha. So that's my, that's my case for the internship. Um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. I think it's a really great program. We, we, we work hard to make it a great program. Um, it's, it's kind of the, um, man, every intern I've ever had, my own intern experience, I would explain it in this way. It was a good year and it was a very hard year. God stretched me a lot. <laughs> Kurt was talking about cleaning out the house. <laughs> Man, the internship is like power, power washing, internal and external. <laughs> okay. It's intense, right? And that, that, that's a, that can be a challenging year. However, you get equipped. Like you, oh yeah, you just, you see what the Lord is doing. You get to be a part of what God is doing through your Chi Alpha ministry. Um, it's a really awesome thing. So um, I'm going to talk about where our internship programs are in the Southeast, and then I'm going to walk you through some stuff online, and then I'm going to take questions, and we're going to do it on our own time. So um, internship programs in the Southeast. Let's see if I can do this from memory. North Carolina, 
we have one uh, at NC State University. And then in Tennessee, we have Austin P State University coming online uh, starting this fall. USC, South Carolina will be coming online in this fall, 2019. Sounds super weird to say 2019, by the way. Just saying that. Mm -hmm. um, Alabama has University of Alabama, Troy, and Columbus State in, uh, that's all in Georgia and Alabama. Columbus State gets into Georgia. Um, and then Florida, we have Florida Gulf Coast. So, there's our internship program. Oh, I forgot Virginia Tech. Y'all are so far north, I always forget. So, my bad. Um, so yeah, we all have uh, internship programs there. Um, if your school wasn't listed, uh, do not despair. That just means that you don't have an internship program yet. You can go to one of the existing programs um, or you could do an MA year. And like I said, that's still a worthwhile use of your time. So, let me pause real quick for questions. Yes. So, thinking about doing more MA, so what is actually the difference between MA and Yeah. And if you were to do, like, God say, okay, I want you to do this long term, do you still have to do CMIT if you're doing an MA? Like, yeah. can I do both? Or? Yeah, no. Um, all right, mm, there's two answers. The technical answer is Kayaf is moving to a place where everybody has to do the internship. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, the biggest difference between the CMIT program and the MA mm -hmm. is the training program. An MA year, you'll still be working on staff. It's basically the 40 to 45 hour block, right. so you're not doing all the classes. Um, yeah. Now you could do the credentialing on your own, on your own time, um, but you'd be going the 12 route, 12 right. class route, which is totally doable. Mm -hmm. um, but those are the biggest differences. You are still raising the same budget. Yeah. So yeah. your budget, this is, this is the year I do the class when everything changes. Um, for, for a long time, the budgets have all been the same. And then starting January, 2019, they're going up. And so, um, each internship program will be adjusting their budget, uh, schedule, if you will for each program. At NC State University, we're gonna be sitting in the 2200 per month range, um, plus a one-time $1,200 cash fee that goes to all of the, your conference registration, all of your books, um, basically all the expenses that you would incur in the internship, so. Um, but both are support raising, <laughs> so there's no, bless you, there's no getting around that. The other thing I will say though, and then this is a pretty key difference, the internship is full-time, it's mandatory full-time, and you have to have your budget 100% raised. Okay. Um, the MA, you can do part-time. So you can technically have a part-time job and work as an MA as well, um, but I would encourage you to talk to your campus pastor about what that would actually look like, because it gets pretty yeah. tricky whenever you start factoring in work schedules and campus ministry schedules, as we all know. So, other questions? Yes. Sorry. You're but fine. Don't apologize. Uh, what is that? Okay, what exactly does your budget cover? And how do you explain health insurance? That's probably the big thing. Yeah, I, I those are good questions. On, like health insurance, because like I'm looking at, you know, looking at, and I'm like, no one has talked about health insurance. I'm like, so I know I have to pay $5 a day. What is that? Does that cover? You know, do I have to get extra? So, what? yeah, so your health insurance as an MA or a CMIT is not covered. So. You raise the budget right. to pay for it out of pocket. Right. Um, so you would buy your own insurance plan. 
Uh, however, there is some flexibility. Some people are still on their parents' insurance by the time they graduate and they do the CMIT year. Um, we encourage our interns to purchase their own health care because hashtag adulting. Um, but I will say that uh, this year with all the healthcare stuff in flux, it gets a little tricky. But the internship requires you to have purchased uh, health insurance in order to start. And is it through the church or is it like a different? You would just get your own plan through whichever okay. program. You could do the, oh my gosh, I can't even think of the name. Um, it's not Obamacare anymore, but. The, affordable the, care. Affordable yeah, care. yeah, and you can buy into the plan or whatever. Okay. But, I'm a, I'm a special condition in the fact that my husband works outside of Chi Alpha, so we do interns right. through his job. Um, however, with interns, yeah, you just buy your own plane. Blue, Cla Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the one most of ours go with, but it depends on your state and all that affordability. Cool. Yes? So I think there's a class later today, mm -hmm. later this week about it, but um, one of the main topics of interest between my parents and I is uh, how we pay my student loans. Yeah. So is that, is this program considered um, something that you can defer your loans since you're doing like a church related program or I guess my really question is how, how does that work? Yeah, that's a really good question and a very pertinent one in your generation. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so uh, I'm going to give you a really technical answer. Mm -hmm. That's correct. However, it may not mean a whole lot to you right now. Okay. So, um, I said that our budget is $2,200 um, at NC State. However, we have the ability, uh, we being internship directors, working with the national staff, have the ability to adjust internship budgets according to interns um, within reason, right? We're not going to set like a $10,000 a month budget, right? <laughs> <laughs> However, however, what we will do is say, you know, 2514 per month is uh, someone can raise that and be an intern um, in this cost tier, which all of ours are on the same, all of our Southeast programs are based on the same cost breakdown. Um, so 2514. But North Carolina State has set their budget at 2200 Well, then that means there's $300 a month that the person can raise that would go directly towards paying off student loans. Because we don't want you, we don't want you to defer, actually. We want you to go and start paying off those loans as soon as you can. Because if you're going to go long-term Chi Alpha ministry or any type of vocational ministry, uh, paying down those loans is going to be a key factor. Right. Okay. I think one of the issues I have with that is, like, um, I like to own up to something that I've done. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't know if I really feel comfortable using money I've raised for ministry yeah. towards my student loans. Yeah. Now, can you see that, that dilemma? Yeah, I can. So, this is this is going to get more into your finance and support raising class um, okay. than I have time to cover. However, I will give you a short answer and say two things to that. Um, one, you could consider I'm going to work for two years and live on basically as little as I possibly can to pay off these student loans and then pursue vocational ministry. That's totally valid. Um, the second option is, you know, 
I understand that support raising looks a lot different. You're raising your salary though, right? And so everybody uses their salary to pay down their loans. Right. So you kind of have to figure out where you fall on that one. Um, but I mean, yeah, this is your income and this is pre-tax too. So <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Yeah. And does like Kyle as a whole have a cap on how many student loans they would like? There's a cap limit, yeah. So for the CMIT program, I don't know the actual number off the top of my head. It's usually case by case. And student loans can be a higher cap than like credit card debt or car loan debt or things like that. Um, but usually about 35000 is going to send up a flag. And so they may, they may look at you and say like, hey, let's pay this down first before you do a CMIT program or maybe do an MA year where you're working part time and paying this down before you do a CMIT program. Yeah, but that's a really good conversation to have with your campus pastor. If you're even thinking about that and the loans are an, are an issue, I highly encourage you, talk to your campus pastor, your campus staff, um, get some of their wisdom on it. Yes? I noticed you said a couple of different campuses are having new CMIT yes. groups. What does it take to actually have a university have the criteria? <laughs> yeah, Jonathan can speak to this case. He just went through the process. So, um, all right, in short, the process for becoming a CMIT program, you have to have a minimum of 60 students in small group discipleship. You have to have been on campus for at least two years. Your campus staff has to have been there for at least two years. Um, you have to have adequate number of staff to do the pastoral supervision and discipleship um, for the CMITs that would not take away from your CM, your the rest of your campus ministry Kyle program. Um, you have to apply. Uh, it's a long application. Um, and then there's a, a committee that comes out and does a site visit. And so they go and make sure that... Um, yeah, that everybody is who they said they are and everything is as it is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I went to Jonathan's campus um, November. Yeah, so we were there. Um, we met with some of his students. We did a three-hour interview with his entire staff. Um, and, yeah, walked around Austin Peay. It was cold that day. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if we have time, we'll go to a large group uh, service, things like that. And then all of that information is compiled into a report. The report goes to a committee. The committee convenes um, a couple times a year, and in one of those meetings, they discuss all the applications, um, give a report to the committee. Um, sometimes there's a recommendation given, and then the committee talks through it, prays, and then decides. So that's a that's a lot of info. <laughs> yes. Since you mentioned that your husband is not a part of ministry, I guess, mm -hmm. how does support working work for you then? Because, mm -hmm. like, I guess, like, I can kind of see the feeling, like, you know, oh, your husband has a job. She wants to need that when you're probably Oh, like, yeah. yeah. No, I still got support raise. <laughs> right. So, I guess, how does that work for you in your case? Yeah. Um, so, it looks a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, my, my budget is adjusted for his income, but I still raise a full budget. Okay. So. Um, but I can talk to you more about that personally if you'd like. Yeah, I'm curious. Sure. Yeah. Other questions? I don't know how much you know about other program, other like other 
interpreters that are weak, but yeah. something that you could say makes NC State's internship program unique. Sure. I would hate to use the word better, but maybe in your biased opinion. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, every program is different. I'm pretty familiar with the ones in our region, actually. Um, we've got some really great programs. What does NC State have that's distinctive? There are a couple things. Uh, we have an XAI. The XAI regional specialist is on our staff team. <laughs> So we have him as part of our internship program. So for folks looking to get more specific training with XAI, uh, we talk to Steve and we work out, there's actually a track within our, our internship. So we still meet all the national requirements and then um, we have a little bit of like adjustments for how we meet those for people that are what we would call XAI passionate. So for example, um, they're still required to come to SALT, but they might help Steve with the expeditions or XAI table. Um, a lot of our interns get a speaking opportunity. Like everybody has to do the preaching lab, that's all year long. And they have to do an exegesis lab all year long, which by the way, whenever Kurt said, turn to your neighbor and say context, I was like, context. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's near and dear to my heart. Um, but uh, for our our XAI passionate interns, their speaking opportunity is gonna be XAI. And so there's things like that. They're one-on-ones, we wanna see them meeting with our national students. Um, they're basically getting to apprentice in XAI before fully being in it. The other thing that's a little bit different, every, every, every campus has a different version of this, but the thing I mentioned before, the campus engagement project where the interns are designing the project and then reaching out to the campus, um, like I said, most campuses have some version of that, but ours does look a little, a little different. Um, some campuses will actually go to another campus, like send their, <laughs> send their interns to a place where Kyle is not, things like that. So, yeah, yeah tech does that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Other questions? All right, you can keep thinking of questions. We're going to take a little internet journey here okay. to xai nope kayapa.com <laughs> all right so have you guys seen the kayapa web page this is our landing page super exciting all right if you wanted to apply for the internship our internship applications open basically in november every year and um, they are online one of the Amazing things about this year's application is that not as it only not as it online, it also allows you the opportunity to start the application, go, I'm not ready to fill it out yet, or I need to press pause here and come back to it later. And so then you can save it and come back to it. That was not possible last year. So hashtag 2018 for the win. <laughs> All right, so if you say get involved and join XA staff, it's gonna take you to this amazing page here. Campus missionary and training, you can learn more. So you click on that, and then we've got a couple things here. There's the promo kit, which I did not use, that's what they used this morning, and the application. So if you click on the application, like a good uh, instruction thing, please read these instructions before you begin. It's like a recipe, right? Read all the way through it before you start 
start making it and realize you have to let this chill for 24 hours. So, true story. February 15th is your deadline for applying. The closer you get to February 15th, um, the application fee increases. Um, the reason being the, uh, the later you wait to apply, right, the more cost it is in terms of processing and expediting and things mm -hmm. like that. So, um, you pay the application fee, you send in your high quality photo, um, and then if you notice the little asterisk here, applicants who submit after February 15 will be required to pay the $100 application fee plus a $75 non-refundable application late fee for a total of $175. So, it is in your financial interest to apply early. Not only does it benefit you to apply early in this immediate application uh, cost, we do support raising trainings throughout, uh, throughout the spring semester in the region. Um, Joe Holloway, um, the guy who fixed our projector, he does one um, for our region. Um, Georgia usually hosts one. And then actually they do one in Charlottesville, Virginia, which is close for Virginia Tech in North Carolina. That's where we send our people. So um, the support raising training is required for folks who want to um, do an internship for North Carolina. Um, for the most part, it's required across the board, so I'm just going to say it's required. Um, but we highly, highly, highly encourage you to go through the support raising training. Even if you're not going to go immediately into the internship, there's benefit in doing the support raising training early because um, in my own personal experience, uh, if you are graduating in May, right, and trying to like start support raising and graduate and do the summer thing and there's this thing called RUI, which we'll talk about in a minute, um, all of that's a lot at once, right? And even if you're doing an MA year, it's still it's just a lot. And so um, the earlier you can do the support raising training, the more it will benefit you. And in order to be signed up for that um, or to have an idea of where you're going, it's just beneficial to apply early. That way, whenever you go to support raising training, you have a little bit more information. All right, so then you would enter all your information here, and there's going to be another thing. See this little save and continue later. Um, I can't click next because I'm not filling out an application. However, if you did, eventually you would get to a page that has um, like five lines, and it says, um, please enter you know, the internship uh, sites that you would like to receive your application. And this matters because the order matters. So if you put in the top line, uh, let's say you want to go to Virginia Tech, right? If you don't put Virginia Tech in the top line, <laughs> it is unlikely you will be accepted to Tech because Tech will not see your application unless the first program has said no. So whatever your top choice is, it's just like when you're applying to college, right? You need to put in the top, top line. And so if you want to apply to tech, you put uh, Virginia Tech in the top slot, the national office will process your application, and then they will send it to Anthony and Michelle and Johnny. And once they process it, then you'll hear directly from them a yes, most likely. Um, if for some reason, they can't take you, like a good example is my program this year. Um, at NC State, uh, we limited the number of interns we would accept this year because we had a pastoral transition happening. So um, I wasn't gonna take any more than four interns. So once we had four that we'd accepted, 
I had to contact the intern who put our name down and say, thank you so much for applying. This is a really weird year. I've got to send your application to the next site because we're not accepting any more interns for this year. So, um, in the order matters and there you go. Reach the university regardless of if you're doing CMIT or MA year, whatever year you're deciding. Um, if you're doing a CMIT program, it's required to go to Reach the U. Uh, this is a conference in June. Um, you can find out more information on Let's see if it's up on our events page on chialpha.com. Um, hey, look at that salt. Yeah. <laughs> Better than cows. <laughs> that one would be huge though. I don't think it's up yet. Let's see. It would be under like the third one. Sport raising training. All nations. Hey, there it is. Reach to you. There's your dates. June 3rd through the 10th, 2019. This is in Springfield. Um, you can read about it there on the screen. Um, if you're doing a CMIT program, it's required. Um, if you are doing an MA program, I would strongly encourage you to go to RUI. It's just really helpful. It's kind of like a really amazing, intense, week-long SALT slash information session. Okay. <laughs> it's probably not an accurate description in terms of like how awesome it is, but um, it's a lot of information and it's a lot of really inspiring stuff. So, all right, I've gone through application, gone through fees, I've gone through support raising training, vaguely, <laughs> gone through what the program is, other questions? Yes. I guess it's reach the university similar to all nations in a way, but more focused on like everyone, I guess, and more so the international? Um, Kind of, but these are for folks that are going to be doing Chi Alpha vocationally, whether okay. that's in the CMIT or they may, whereas like All Nations, it's broader than that. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. What's MA? MA means Missionary Associate. Yeah. So it's a give a year, basically. Chi Alpha uses some of the same names for some of the different things, which is really confusing. I don't even fully understand it, and I've been doing this for 16 years, so there you go. <laughs> that's a very good question. Other questions? Yes. Considering doing like world missions, yeah. Um, would it, I was told that it would probably be smart to do the internship first. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of this. So uh, I would say talk to various people um, so that you don't just get my biased opinion. <laughs> uh, one of our interns um, from last year, she uh, she completed the internship in May. And she and her now fiance are overseas. Um, they are in Mali. You know Madison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of you guys have done mission trips with us. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So Madison did our, our internship program, and um, I skyped with Madison like two weeks ago because I was like, Hey, I'm doing the CMIT class for Salt. Like, you know. What have you learned? And she's like, oh my gosh, so much. <laughs> she's like, I wish I could tell everybody to, who's thinking about going overseas to do the CMIT program first. A couple reasons that she gave. One was just the, the general equipping <laughs> and just ministry skills in a, in a culturally familiar environment. That, then that wasn't like another learning piece on top of the culture piece. Um, the second part was uh, budget, you know, already having a budget raised. Uh, rather than like 
going in and then raising the budget and going from there. Um, and then the third piece was this credential thing that like she's already credentialed. We got her we got her credentialed before she got on the on the field. So she went over there as a card carrying reverend, which was pretty awesome. So um, yeah, there's there's a lot of benefit to that. What that enables Madison and uh, they're coming back this year because they're getting married. Um, what what enables Madison to do is if it's a long-term call vocationally, whether that's Molly or anywhere else, um, she can say yes, and there's no no further stateside training that she has to do, right? And so um, it's it's a really nice option in terms of yeah figuring out the transition from student to ministry staff and then ministry staff into foreign missions but i would encourage you to talk to other people because other people do have a different perspective some people are like if you know you're going to do foreign missions just go and you know do that so um, i recognize that everybody has <laughs> a different perspective but like i said i'm a big training proponent obviously yeah. Question. What if they have like Kyle put overseas? Is it still? I guess this is why I was asking what the difference between MAC and MAC because I'm like, the interest would probably be like going to what the Kyle put overseas. I guess would it be so? I mean, minus the fact that like it's overseas. Yeah. So as of now, we don't have any recognized Chi Alpha internships overseas. They are okay. all stateside. They're all stateside. There are some uh, live dead internships, right. um, and that they're fantastic as well. Um, they're going to be primarily for you know you're going overseas to work with Live Dead, and that's yeah. the route you need to go. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. other questions? You guys are an easy crowd. <laughs> <laughs> if you find that you have more questions, like I said, four o'clock today, we're going to have the coffee and conversations at the pergola. Um, I'll find out where that is. I don't know yet, but it's somewhere in the hotel. So there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you see me wandering around and you found it by <laughs> before me, just let me know, please. <laughs> um, no, but I'll be happy to answer questions. All the CMIT directors will be up there. You can talk to them. Um, talk to current interns. I find that that's really helpful. Uh, recognize that they're in the middle of a really intense but good year, right? So they might be like, oh my gosh, it's killing me, but it's awesome! You know, that's a very common answer. So, um, if you talk to current interns, just know that that's, that's a thing. Um, but their perspective is really helpful, it's really, it's really good and worthwhile, and they're a lot closer to the experience than, than us internship directors are. Um, if you have, if you are thinking about Give a Year, if you're thinking about CMIT, whatever you're thinking about, I encourage you, if you haven't already, talk to your campus staff, talk to your campus pastor. As Speaking as a campus pastor, those conversations are so helpful, right? For, for me to know, it helps me equip you as a student if you're in my group, right? Um, it helps our staff equip you. It helps us give opportunity to you before you graduate. Um, and it helps us talk through counting cost because we've counted it and um, with experience it helps to be able to help you process what you're thinking and things like that and certainly we want to pray for you and care for you as well so make sure you talk to your campus pastor your campus staff um, and continue to pray continue to see what the Lord would do um, but I will I will end in saying this 
Um, I think sometimes we want the clear yes. We want the black and white definitive. Here's the 10 year plan. Here's what it's going to look like. I want it all laid on the line. Um, in my years of experience, I have not received that. <laughs> right? I've known that it's been Kaiapha, so the calling's been a little bit more clear for me than it has for some others. But if you have an interest in working vocationally and serving in vocational ministry, I would challenge you to give a year to at least explore it because that's not a normal inclination. Right? It's like whenever I meet people that want to work with middle schoolers. I'm like, that's got to be a calling because I do not want to do that. <laughs> right? So um, explore it, pray through it. And if there's not a clear no, you have the opportunity to say yes. It's one year. That's not a lot of time. Ten months goes by really fast. <laughs> and at this point, we're more than halfway through the interim year, which is insane to think about. So, all right, I'm going to pray for you, let you go. You have a little bit of time for your next uh, your next breakout. But if you have questions, let me know. I'm happy to, to give you answers when I can. So, Jesus, would you bless this group? Would you give them direction, wisdom, wise counsel? Would you help them to process, Lord, what it is you're doing in and through their lives? And Father, I pray that you would um, lead them in a way that helps them to know you more and make you known. Help us to expand your kingdom for your, for your glory, Lord. We pray all these things in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks so much for coming, guys. Have a great afternoon.